You're listening to the Career Reset Podcast with your host, Mel Savage, episode number 45. It's time to take control of your career. Welcome to the Career Reset Podcast, where it's all about you creating a thriving career that you love. I'm your host, Mel Savage, former Fortune 200 exec and certified life coach, and I'm going to help you stop stalling out your potential and start really maximizing it so you can achieve your career goals way faster with a lot less drama. Let's get started. Well, hello, my friends. How are you? It is great to be back. I just took a whole month off this podcast and I stressed about it the entire time. Okay. I, I created a lot of drama, a ton of drama for myself. And this is what we're going to be talking about today. But first I want to talk about why I did this because you know what? I haven't really, I've missed an episode here or there, very few in the last year, but the idea of not putting a podcast out for a whole month was not something I had originally planned to do. So it was a tough decision for me because, you know, we're all in COVID land and we're all working our butts off. And I just thought, you know what? I need to take some time off and enjoy this summer and really refresh my brain, refresh my thinking. I know that I have this commitment of the podcast, but you know what? I also have a commitment to myself and I had to make a choice at that time when I chose myself. So I took some time off and then um, I decided also to put a new program together for my one-to-one clients, my one-to-one coaching clients which I love this program. It's called the Advanced Career Planning Framework. And of course, the framework, F-R-A-M-E, is an acronym that spells out the program and each one stands for something and it's super awesome and I love the acronyms because I'm an ex-marketer. And the whole focus of this program is to help people achieve their career goals faster with less drama, okay? (laughs) So throughout this process of putting this program together, um, I had drama. I had all this drama as I was putting it together. And, you know, is it going to be good enough? And am I doing it well enough? And all the things. And I put this whole um, free workshop together so that people could get an overview of it and all this kind of stuff. So, but I was having all this drama and I was thinking to myself, you know, can I, I was having imposter syndrome, which I'll come to, but I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm having drama. How can I teach people to not have drama if I'm having drama? But what I realized, of course, is that we're always going to be having drama. And I will explain that to you throughout this podcast. But what I realized, of course, is that the more drama I have and deal with it, like deal with my own drama, the more equipped I am to help people deal with theirs, right? It's the same thing. Like I have this 20 year career in corporate world working for McDonald's and working with really big companies. And of course that qualifies me to a certain extent to talk about careers and that combined with coaching and coaching myself and coaching others obviously helps. So all the experiences help. Um, But it was funny because I was having this imposter syndrome as I was putting this program together. And I thought to myself, you know what? 
I need to talk about this. I need to talk about imposter syndrome and I need to talk about it first and foremost to let people know that the whole idea of imposter syndrome is a lie. Okay. It's a lie. (laughs) And I don't want to kind of, um, discredit what people go through with imposter syndrome. Okay. It is a thing. People are suffering. People are creating some drama. They don't know they are, but they're creating this drama for themselves. And so I'm not trying to negate anyone's suffering, but what I want to tell you is imposter syndrome is a lie that your brain is telling you. It is serving up some thoughts to you and then you believe it, but those thoughts are a lie. And I want to explain what I mean by that. Of course, I'm not just going to leave you with that crazy statement. Um, But the reason we suffer with imposter syndrome, and I hate the name syndrome anyways, but the reason we suffer is because we, you know, we're buying into the lie that your brain is serving to you. You're buying into that you're not good enough. You're buying into that you can't do something. You're buying into that you have no idea why you're here or why anybody put faith in you right? So once you believe the lie, of course, then it becomes a real thing for you. So let me start as I dive into this talking about, okay, just defining for a second what imposter syndrome is. And if you've had it, you kind of know what it is. But if you haven't, let's just sort of level set here and say that imposter syndrome is basically when you don't think that you're as good as everyone else thinks you are. Okay. You don't buy into it. People are, have given you responsibilities. They're believing in you. They've asked you to do things. And you're like, holy Hannah, like, why are they asking me? I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this. So someone's going to find out, right? That's what we kind of tell ourselves about this. Someone's going to eventually figure out that I'm not good enough for my job, that I'm not worthy, that they, they made a mistake, right? Giving me all of this responsibility. And then when those thoughts come up in our brain, of course, we think something is wrong with us. We think, oh, well, someone who's confident wouldn't be thinking these things. Someone who is on the ball or is actually good enough for this job wouldn't be thinking these things. And so we start to judge ourselves. So we first we have these thoughts and then we judge our thoughts and we start to spiral out, right? So we're sort of in this spiral of imposter syndrome. And it happens to all of us. Like, like I said, it was happening to me as I was putting together this program, which by the way is awesome. So I will share with you how to get the free workshop at the end of the session, uh, this podcast rather. Um, but you know, I remember, you know, for me personally, um, I remember I was the head of marketing for the UK. Okay. I was in the UK. I was the head of marketing for McDonald's restaurants. So this is like a big job big job. Um, and I'm standing in the room and I'm presenting to all of the franchisees in the UK and their spouses and probably some other business managers, etc. were there. And it was the annual convention. And I'm standing in front of the room and I'm presenting to all these people, right? Little old me. And if you know my story at all, you know that I'm from a small town in Canada. I did not finish my university degree. I started in the mailroom at an advertising agency, right? And so I've been asked to obviously get up and present at this convention. And in fact, I was one of the only people at my level, because usually it was all like the officers and only the officers of the company at McDonald's are vice presidents. Everyone else is a director or a head of or something like that. 
So only the, the, the officers were presenting, but I was asked to present. And the whole time I'm thinking, what? I can't, I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm, I started in Canada in a small town and, you know, I'm here in the UK and I've been asked to present and here I am and I'm doing all these amazing things. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on me. I, I'm the girl who didn't finish her degree. I'm the girl who was like starting in the mailroom, right? I still see myself that way sometimes. And, and I'll tell you what, my, the fact that I didn't finish my degree come, came up so much in my career as, you know, well, I don't have my degree, so I can't, no one's going to hire me for that job. Or I don't have my degree, so I can't leave this company because no one else is going to hire me without a degree. It always comes up. It doesn't matter that I have 20 years experience and great credentials and working for this big company or whatever. I don't have my degree. I would always think about it like I was some sort of imposter that sort of fell into this job, like I didn't earn it because of, you know, not finishing my degree. Like it's insane, right? So we all have this imposter syndrome where we think that we're not good enough. But what if I told you that there's actually nothing wrong with you, okay? What if I told you that when you feel imposter syndrome, it's actually totally normal. It's normal to feel it. If you didn't feel it sometimes, then maybe that might be a problem, right? I don't want to say it's abnormal, but you know, I might question it. I might wonder why. But what if I told you that imposter syndrome was actually just a sign that your brain is working the way it's supposed to work and that it's usually a sign that you're pushing yourself to grow in some way? right? That's something that you're, you're about to embark on something hard. That's all. What if I told you it was that? And the reason I say this to you, and I've explained this a few times before, so I'm going to go, you know, through it quite quickly. Plus, you know, I'm not like a neuroscientist or anything. So I know the basics about the brain, but you know, we have this brain in our heads and there's different parts of our brain and there's a primitive part of our brain and then we have the more evolved part of our human brain. So we have the primitive brain and we have the human brain, right? And the role of the primitive brain, or some people call it the lizard brain, um, is survival, right? It's the whole point, of, it's to keep you alive. And that was important back in the day when we lived in caves and we were you know, running from dinosaurs or you know, other cave people who were trying to take our food and all the things. So, you know, we, it's, it alerts us to danger. Our primitive brain is all about survival, staying alive. And so the primitive brain has this motivational triad. So if you imagine a triangle, right, each point of the triangle, there is a purpose. So at one point, like the three things basically that the, the, the primitive brain is focused on doing is avoiding pain, seeking pleasure and conserving energy, right? Those are the three points of the triangle, avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, conserving energy. That's the motivation of the primitive brain. And that was important back in the day, right? Because you avoiding pain is important, right? Because if you have pain, it usually means that you could die. And seeking pleasure was important, right? Because it, it made us feel good and usually help to um, maintain the species, you know, having sex and all the things or eating food, or we're looking for ways to 
survive that way. Um, also, and it's also a way to avoid pain, pleasure, and then conserving energy, which was about, you know, making sure we had enough energy to run and get the food and have the sex and do the things that we needed to do to survive, right? And that was all important back in the day, but it's not, that life isn't like that anymore. But we still have this motivational triad working in our heads. But today, it's not, it's not trying to keep us alive most of the time. Most of the time, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just protecting us from negative emotions, right? So it doesn't want to feel negative emotions. I was listening to Brené Brown the other day, her podcast, which is awesome. And one of the things she said was, um, what was it? Shame. She was talking about shame because that's her thing, right? And she was saying that, they've done a lot of tests on the brain and that the parts of the brain that fire when you feel shame are similar to when you pour a hot cup of coffee on your hand, right? So there's actually, it does trigger the brain. Like we don't want to feel these negative emotions. So our primitive brain is just protecting us from negative emotions. And the way it does that is it serves up really the most brilliant excuses that keep us from doing hard things, okay? So let's say you have something to do that you're you know, not sure you're gonna be good at and you're a little nervous about it because you feel nervous, your brain is, and that's, that's sort of a negative emotion that's creating some vibrations in your body that the brain is reading as pain, basically. Um, because you're feeling nervous, the brain is serving up these great excuses to help protect you from feeling nervous, right? To help you feel pleasure to help you conserve energy, right? It doesn't want to do hard things because that's gonna suck up, it's gonna make the brain work too hard to do hard things and that's using up energy. It also might be painful. So, cause you might feel a negative emotion or you might fail or something like that. So instead it, it tries to give you an out with an excuse, right? It's basically telling you a lie. So some examples, are good excuses, right? So often when we say, oh, I don't have time for that project right now. It's, maybe it's because our brain is telling us we don't have time and we think it's a good excuse. Or, you know, my family really needs me right now, you know, and it come up with all these reasons why you can't do something that maybe you think is hard. Or, you know, someone else in the company is gonna be better than me at doing that. And so it's better for the company if I let someone else do it, right? or that person needs it more than I do for their career. We come up with all these altruistic um, reasons why we don't do things when really, and our brain serves them up to us and we think, okay, I feel good about my reason, but really it's our brain just giving us an excuse. And kind of deep down, we know that it's an excuse for us to get out of doing something like, it's too cold to go for a run today, that kind of stuff, right? Our brain serves, up, serves us up all these reasons that we can feel justified or righteous in accepting. But all of these excuses are just lies that our brain is telling us to help us avoid pain or seek pleasure or conserve energy, right? And sometimes it tells us that we're not good enough to do something or we're not qualified enough to do something or we don't deserve something or we can't do something because it's avoiding some kind of negative emotion like this is, or trying to conserve energy because it's going to be too hard and my brain is going to have to work too hard to do this, right? So you think about why is your, when you're feeling like this doubt and anxiety 
and you know what quote unquote is called imposter syndrome, the first thing you can do is just ask yourself, why is my brain serving up this feeling? Like what are the thoughts I'm having that are creating this self-doubt in me? Right? Just ask yourself that question because why is my brain serving up this this self-doubt when all the evidence around me is to the contrary, right? Of course, I deserve to be the head of marketing in the UK and I've worked hard and I've got these awards and I've achieved these things and I can do this presentation and people are laughing at my jokes and all of the things. Of course, I deserve to be here, right? I got hired to be here. I deserve to be here. There's all this evidence that you have that demonstrates why you should be doing what you're doing, yet your brain is serving up the self-doubt. First question, why? And usually it's because it's trying to protect you from something, right? Avoiding pain, conserving energy, seeking pleasure. So I want to give you this thought, something to think about. When you feel imposter syndrome, it's actually your brain doing its job to protect you. Okay, it's your primitive brain doing its job to protect you, right? It means when you feel the imposter syndrome, it actually means your brain is working perfectly. Okay, the reason we don't want to feel self-doubt is just because it doesn't feel good. Because it doesn't feel good, your brain is serving up all this stuff. So the coaching school I went to, the life coach school, run by a woman named Brooke Castillo, okay? And she also has an amazing podcast, by the way. And she runs a coaching business, no word of a lie, that is like, I think last, at the last I heard, it was like $35 million of revenue a year she has in her coaching business. Like, woman is my hero. I'm going to have that business one day, right? That's my goal, to get close to that. So she's got this like 30 plus million coaching business that she's created in 10 years, by the way. And she was saying like, she still gets up and feels doubt every day. She gets up and feels anxiety. She feels gets up and feels doubt. Like, you know, people are going to find out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Someone is going to say that I'm wrong. I'm going to face something I never thought of before. Right? So it happens to all of us. It doesn't matter if you're the head of marketing or you're the head of a $35 million business. Like we're all going to feel doubt because our brains just serve it up to us. It doesn't really matter how successful you are. Your brain is trying to find a way to not try something hard, right? Or do something tough, right? So quite often it's when you were feeling imposter syndrome, you can and you ask yourself, why am I feeling this? Usually it's because you're going to be doing something that you haven't done before, right? Or maybe you had kind of a, something happened today that didn't go the way you thought you did and you kind of feel bad about it and you're learning something hard from it, right? That's it. Usually when you have self-doubt, it's a sign that you're growing, It's a sign that you're about to do something that's going to take more energy from your brain, which is all about growth. If you never felt uncomfortable, if you never felt doubt, then you're probably not pushing yourself as hard as you could be, right? So what if not only 
Is imposter syndrome really about the fact that your brain is doing what it's supposed to be doing? It's doing its job perfectly, but it's also a sign, right, that you are growing. What if you took it as a good sign instead of a bad sign? Oh, there's my brain, right, doing its thing. This means that I'm doing something hard. This means I'm doing something that's going to help me grow, right? It doesn't have to stop you. You can just notice it, right? You can become the observer of it. You can become the researcher and just like, go, oh, there's my brain doing its thing. There's my brain doing its imposter syndrome thing, right? You're going to activate your human brain. I know we only have one brain, okay? But I'm just saying uh, your primitive brain sort of is, is actually faster. It actually moves faster than the human part of your more evolved brain. And the reason for that is because it protects you from danger, right? So it needs to move fast. So it's usually the primitive brain is faster than your human brain and it's serving up these thoughts really, really fast. So once you notice them, just like kick in your human brain, your prefrontal cortex, and just notice it. You don't have to act out from doubt. You don't have to act out from discomfort. You can just say, oh, there's my brain doing its thing, telling me lies. It's telling me lies about that I'm not qualified enough to try to protect me from something. I wonder what it is, right? What if every time we felt imposter syndrome, we said, there's my brain doing its job. I wonder why I feel doubt right now, right? So just ask yourself those questions. There's always a reason There's always a reason you start to doubt yourself. And it's usually not because you're not good enough to do your job. It's because of something else. It's because you're trying hard. It's because you had a bad day. It's because you're tired. It could be a lot of different things, but it's usually not because you're not good enough to do your job. Okay. So don't believe it. It's a lie. It's a lie that your brain is serving to you because you You have a tendency to believe it and it tends to work. So just stop believing it, right? Get your human brain activated, get that prefrontal cortex working and just really just watch, watch and learn why your brain is, is feeling that. Like, what are you thinking that's creating that drama in your brain, right? Because that's really what it is. It's drama. It could be things like, oh, today didn't go as well as I wanted, or I've never done this before, or this meeting is a really big deal. I can't screw it up. Or people trust me more than I trust myself. Or, you know, a lot of the time people feel it when they're about to achieve something really amazing, right? Because kind of like almost like self-sabotage. I can't achieve this amazing thing. Who am I, right? It's just drama. It's just drama that your brain is creating. And what ends up happening is you kind of go back and forth between your primitive brain and your human brain and create this drama. I call it optional. All this drama is optional, okay? It is optional drama. (laughs) You don't have to believe all this stuff that your brain is serving to you. You can just sort of go, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, got it. Thank you. I understand why you're serving me this information. I understand why you're telling me I'm not good enough, but... Don't worry about it. I got you. I get why you would believe that, but I'm good. I got this, right? You can just have that conversation with yourself. And the more, in fact, the more you become the researcher, the more you become the observer of what's happening into your brain, the more the feelings start to dissipate, right? So bottom line, you get to decide 
what imposter syndrome means for you. You get to understand that imposter syndrome is a lie that your brain is telling you to protect you from something, right? And you don't have to believe the lie. You can say thank you for protecting me, but you don't have to believe the lie, right? It's just an indicator for you. It can just be an indicator for you of, you know, what's going on. You can say to yourself, what's going on? Why are you serving this up to me? What am I thinking that's creating this doubt, right? And I think the most important thing that I want you to take away from this is that you can absolutely feel doubt and still show up at your best. I'm not saying resist the doubt. Don't resist the doubt. Let it be there. But just understand that why it's why it's there. You can let it be there. And it doesn't have to stop you from showing up at your best, right? Because the more you resist the doubt, the more it actually grows. You can just say to yourself, oh, there it is. There's the doubt. I feel it. It's like a little pit in my stomach. I know why you're there. No worries. I'm carrying on, right? Keep calm, carry on, <laughs> as they say in the UK. So that's my, my bottom line to you today, my friends. Imposter syndrome is optional drama. It is a lie your brain is telling you, and you do not have to believe it, my friends. Okay? So the other thing I wanted to leave you with, too, is I just launched an amazing free workshop called the Advanced Career Planning Framework, F-R-A-M-E, where I take you through the five steps of creating your career plan. And in this career plan, it's really a combination of tactical, emotional, and mental work because you need all three of those things to actually not only build the plan, but follow through with it, right? It's not just about what to do. It's about being mentally and emotionally focused to do it, right? Because that is where the magic is. So I put this whole free workshop together. It is so chock-a-block full of amazing um, ideas and paradigm shifts and tactics and all the things that you need. And all you need to go to do is go to thecareerreset.com forward slash free workshop. And you can sign up for the workshop. And the goal really is, like I said, I think at the beginning, I can't remember, but the goal of this whole workshop is to help you achieve your career goals faster with less drama. I hope you check it out because it's going to be a really, really great tool for you. Okay, that's all I have for you this week, my friends. I hope you have a fantastic week and I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Hey, if you're frustrated with your career for whatever reason, and you're telling yourself you're just not sure what to do next, so you end up doing nothing, then go to thecareerreset.com forward slash deserve and book your free 45-minute career strategy session so we can talk about how you can create the thriving career you are absolutely capable of. And I'm going to share with you my proven five-phased career planning framework that helps you clarify and successfully achieve all of your career goals. So go to thecareerreset.com forward slash deserve and let's start creating the career you deserve. I'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.